I'm Dr. Gene Hansen. For more than 25 years, I've been answering your financial questions on Atlanta's longest-running and most respected money show on radio. This is Money Talks, providing honest, straightforward answers to your financial questions. This broadcast of Money Talks originally aired March 18, 2017. Excessive decline. The economic freedom. For lack of a better word. Late rally on Wall Street. Welcome. This is Money Talks. Well, good morning, good morning. I'm trying to learn how to use this new machine we have here, Kelly Lynn. The machinery. Is it fading? I believe it's fading now. Okay. It's fading. Yeah, it's right, going away. Go. <laughs> it's going to teach me how to do the job. Yeah. Of course, it's been a few weeks since I... Well, I was here last oh, week. You but, were. You know. How's that hacking going for you there, Troy? The hacking? Yeah, what? remember? You got hacked. After we did oh, this, actually dude, before I, we did the cybersecurity, <laughs> before it aired. Before it aired. But it was after we taped it. Absolutely. That so. was going to be my dog of the week. All right, well, we'll come, no, no, we'll come back to it. Right. It's no, called no, a tease. Like that, <laughs> there, there like that crazy lady from MSNBC who teased out Donald Trump's, you know, tax return. Oh, yeah. And then it turned out to be a big... Yeah, well... Because Obama mean, paid less. We all realize that when you get... Did you hear that? <laughs> Not only that, but... NBC's corporate tax rate was lower yeah. than Donald Trump's. Uh, usually when you get a little overzealous, you, you expose yourself to the possibility of being absolutely wrong. Really? Yeah, I mean, that's the way it happens. Well, especially on MSNBC. Yeah. Well. Give me a break. Anyway, I'm Bill Laco. This money and show. And she drug it out she and did. drug it out. I, mean, I was like, whatever. I mean... Trump had time to tweet. I was you like, know, I was they, like they had time to defend themselves. I wanted fighting. to say, you're not LeBron James. No, it's, it's, <laughs> and then when you look like a moron, in my humble opinion. Yeah, humble? Yes, absolutely. I mean, yeah. come on. At least get your facts straight. Sure. You know, let's do the math. He made $150 million, He paid $28 million in taxes. Let's do the math. Let's divide there. You get the numerator and the denominator, and you kind of do the math. Yeah, it's not tough. And then maybe stuff. you want to look at your parent company and see how much they paid. President Obama, see how much he paid as a percentage. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Clearly. Uh, you don't it, have to be smart to be on TV. Well, Nor I mean, here on radio, right, Troy? <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. So, look, There's no requirement. No requirement. So we have Troy Harmon. You're a CVA, Certified Evaluation Analyst. Absolutely. And a CFA, Chartered Financial Analyst. Easy you, for me to say. And you're trying to become a CPA. I am, yeah. About halfway there, I guess, unless you determine one is harder than the other. I've passed two <laughs> of the four tests. There you go. And there's just about anybody that's taken the CPA exam will tell you. They're not all equal. I'm sure that's true. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm working at it. I got you. I got you. And then there's Jennifer Thomas. Yes. CFP. Yes. Certified financial planner. Correct. You and I are not as smart as he is. No. So, I don't know about all that. And I'm I'm dollar Just bill a different Laker. focus. It's a different focus. You guys do the financial planning side of things, and I'm looking at the portfolios doing the financial analysis. This is true. Yeah. You, you count numbers better than I do. Well, maybe that's it. You you guys know all kind of things. Actually, about what you can do is look the at the accounting. And say, oh, you're just trying to play with the numbers. Yeah, there's some of that, no doubt. So Some of that. I, I I am more likely to be able to look through the financial statements of a company and give you all the basic details while you guys are 
are uh, more focused on personal, individual kind of things, and rightly so. That's what we do, right? Financial Correct. planning. And uh, you guys can look at it and say, no, no, no. And, well, you and, need and, insurance here, and, and you to need be to clear, save more there. I know I'm not a good Democrat, but to be clear, my whole life's mission is to pay as little money to no, the you, federal government as I possibly can, legally. Yep. Correct. Big difference between avoidance and evasion. Yeah, no, absolutely. One will put you in jail. (laughs) The evasion (laughs) will get you. Uh, But you know what? You're not alone. I think everybody does that. And one of the most. So why are we going to blame them? I mean, uh, there's a lot of things to dog President Trump about. Right. But this ain't one of them. Yeah. I don't don't get it. I think what happened, though, is if you look, he's been so adamant, uh, adamantly avoiding telling anyone what he pays in taxes. Well, he's under audit. I I get that. And I mean, we only deal with right. that what seven, eight, twenty-two times a, a year for right. clients. You Absolutely. don't talk about this stuff when you're under audit, right? And the other thing is, uh, you know, he's in a spot where he's been talking about everybody leaking information oh, on him, and here right. we go again, right? It's is true. he not correct? There's people yeah. out there. I mean, we've got a nation divided, no doubt. There are a lot of folks that want to see him fail, and you know, it it seems like. Uh, whether you want to see him fail legitimately or, you know, now you're going to... At any expense. To, yeah, you're going to try to, to forward that cause. Uh, you got to be careful. Mm-hmm. you got to be careful. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know who benefits from a failure of a president, no matter who they are. I had the same conversation with, uh, with many of my Republican friends, whom, you know, I tend to see more eye to eye with. Uh, personally, but uh, I had the same conversation when Barack Obama yes. was elected president. You know what? I don't want to see no. him or any other president fail because it means failure for all of us to some the country. Degree. Right. That's correct. No, listen, and we we look. I have no problems. T- somebody should take his phone away from him so he can't tweet uh, I anymore. I agree with that. All that being said, he is the president. He is, and, and I, we we didn't hold anything back on President Obama. Right. When he made. Dumb financial decisions, yep. in our opinion, and we're going to do the same thing with President Trump because I promise you he will make oh, some uh, dumb financial I mean, decisions. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, you know, there's probably argument for some already, but uh, if you look at what the market says, we're up uh, year to date what six point nine, almost six point seven percent. You know, we've got uh, we got five percent between the election early November and the end of the year in 2016. The market believes that something's going right, uh, and I can't. Disagree. They got it baked in for perfection, though. They, well, even I'm a little. Generally, I'm. <laughs> I know every every week I go. The market's going to be flat. Yeah. But generally, I'm. A, the market's always up, guy. Yeah. Well, guy. He, I am too, because we know over a long period of time right. we have seen that the market. You're going to be more right more than, than you're wrong. That's <laughs> exactly. And that's all you have to be in the. <laughs> that's right. That's all you have. By the way, there's the trick, folks. If you're listening. <laughs> that's right. It, it boils down to that one simple notion. Right. Uh, we've seen the market through some horrible times still have positive returns on a 10-year yeah, basis. Right. We talk about the 10-year a lot around here, but uh, uh, the notion is uh, I, I would have to agree with you to some extent, Bill. We've The market ha- is forward-looking. It's always going to be forward-looking. Right. And, you know, when we expect that regulation is going to be lower uh, and um, possibly even taxes are going to be lower, you just talked about hating to pay taxes. Well, you know. Who doesn't? But uh, at the end of the day, uh, you do have to be careful. The market, uh, the market can rally and 
uh, bake a little too much of uh, sunshine and great news into the into the future, right? Yes, it can. Yeah. I would love to see some uh, regulatory wins. And, I would too. You know, we've seen uh, that's going to probably have a bigger in. impact than even tax right tax cuts. Yeah, and a lot of people that trade the market, we don't do that, but they'll tell you, you know, you buy on the rumor and you right, sell on the news. the news. So it wouldn't be surprising to me if we do start getting some of these wins that things flatten out. Uh, but lately, it surely hasn't been that way. It has not. Yeah. No. So, uh, but I would I would strongly suggest that if you if I don't say stop investing in the stock market because I never say yeah, those no, words. Yeah, no, I don't think but so either. this would not be a bad time if you've not taken your 10 years' worth of liquidity off the table. Absolutely. To take it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, if you've got uh, spending needs in the next 10 years, the way that we manage money is, uh, uh, you know, we take it out of equities and we set it not on the sidelines. We set it in fixed income securities that, you know, hopefully can beat inflation. Now, right. inflation is in the low week, 2%. rates are a little higher. They are. Uh, you know, rates got a boost. And, uh, you know, at the same time, we also, uh, you know, we have there's plenty of liquidity. There's lots of uh, companies that are still out there uh, floating bonds, I- issuing bonds um, that are widely available, uh, you know, for your investment. So uh, inflation's not a tough target to beat at the moment. Uh, you know, we're not talking about I know we bake in some numbers that are significantly higher than the market, but the Main point is, as long as your fixed income securities, the money you've got set aside, uh, maintains its purchasing power, meaning that it beats inflation, you've basically done your job when right. you've when you've set the money aside. Right. It's not dealing with the volatility of the stock market, and at the same time, you're going to have that well, money that's, set aside when it's time for you to spend I, it. I'm not a big fan of watching these financial ads that I see all the time, but there's one, and I forget if it's Invesco or one of them. That's, it's it's very uh, appropriate in terms of risk analysis. In other words, everyone wants to compare the returns to the S and P 500. I wouldn't own half the companies that are in the S and P. Absolutely. You know, yeah. If you bought them individually, you wouldn't own them. There's right. no way you would own them. Right. So why do it? So you can't just, in my opinion, say how do I perform against the S and P 500? Because really, the goal is supposed to be how do I maintain my lifestyle? Right. With the least amount of risk. Yeah. So I don't know. Most people are risk adverse. They, they really are. And the thing is, you know, your point, when you don't own those, those companies that, uh, that don't meet a certain quality standard, you wind up in a situation where you do have more volatility. Yeah, you might beat the socks off the S&P 500 if you only owned what we would consider junk uh, during a time where the market spikes much higher. But... We know that the market is volatile over long periods of time, and we see significant downfalls. And well, when imagine, those just, when those declines I, come, I'm not predicting anything, so don't misunderstand. But you can have uh, perfect taxing scenarios. They're going to repatriate. They're going to do whatever. Right. Okay. Yeah. Perfect scenario, and then you got this idiot in North Korea. Yeah. That may or may not do something stupid that requires us to go in there and do something. What's the market going to do? Yeah, no, you you have so you can't control that. Nope. So you got to plan for it. I mean, I like to take money off the table when it's high, not when it's low. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, you don't want to be forced to have to sell a stock when it's dropped twenty percent, thirty percent. Yeah, that's not the time to be adjusting your portfolio. No, that is the time to start buying, though. It absolutely is. Yeah. All right. To your portfolio when things are cheap. That's right. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna stop here. Pay some bills. 
We'll be right back. Don't touch that dial. It's time for the Dog of the Week. All right, Troy, give it to us. All right, you teased this already. Uh, my dog this week is whomever it was that decided <laughs> that they wanted to be me. Who wants to be me? Bill. He, he took my picture. My picture. Created, I say he, could have been a she, somebody, copied my picture. They created a new uh, Troy Harmon on Facebook, and they decided that they would go and friend all of my contacts. And unfortunately, about 26 of my contacts decided, sure, I'll be oh, friends and they, with you. They, but I don't understand that. I don't know how people don't know who they're friends with. Well, I, I think it would be easy for me. I'm not very active on Facebook. I understand, but I actually am friends with you on Facebook, and I got the request, and I'm like, I'm already friends with right. Troy. But And then, you know, sometimes people accidentally unfriend you, and you don't get, you know, like if you sure. hit that. So I'm like... Well, maybe he did that. So I even went into your Facebook and saw that I was your friend on Facebook and therefore went, okay, I'm not going to accept this. Yeah. So some of the people that accepted it have some responsibility in it, too. Yeah. Know your friends. That's true. And, well, here's the (laughs) thing. they started asking for money, right? They did. Yeah. And that's the reason that people So clearly it wasn't because of your looks. (laughs) It was because they knew you had rich friends. It might be because you're not active on Facebook that that's why they chose you because they figure he's not going to find out. Yeah. Well, who knows? Uh, The thing... The thing is, you know, just last week we had a show. Uh, Michelle Thetford was on from Schwab uh, and talked a lot about, you know, how you can avoid these sorts of things. I took personal action in, in this uh, situation. Mm-hmm. No matter who it was, I think, you know, if you start getting the, the notion that somebody, that something is yes. wrong, somebody might have hacked you. What I, the first step is I went in and I changed my password. Second step was I went on to Facebook and I posted, hey, look. If you get a friend request from me, don't accept it. Don't accept it. I think I've been hacked. And, uh, you know, I did that a couple of times because after the first one, I was still getting the information. Well, what I finally had to do is go on and I searched for my name. And Uh I found there was two of me. Well, I knew there was not two of me. So thank goodness. Yeah, yeah. The world can't take much more. Right? <laughs> so uh, I, I clicked on the one that I knew was not mine, didn't have any kind of information uh-huh. behind it. Uh, clicked on that and uh, I notified Facebook that there was a problem. And to their credit, within mm-hmm. five minutes, they had checked Taking out it. what was uh-huh. going on and they took that site down. So anybody who had friended me for a second time was, I think, out of the woods at that point. But I did see a few of them. Uh, go back on there and unfriend uh-huh. who they thought it was. But as soon as the, the individual, whomever it was, would get that acceptance of a friend request, uh-huh. they would go right into Messenger and they'd start asking questions. So, uh, you know, this is kind of a follow-on to last week. If uh, that happens to you and somebody that you know starts asking you strange questions, mm-hmm. I mean, as as most of my friends did, started uh, texting me and asking me, is that you? If it's not you, I think you've been hacked. I mean, yeah. you know, you can well, identify. And then the person who has the account, mm-hmm. I think it's wise to, to go ahead and try to ward off as much more damage. I think the whole situation from about 6 o'clock mm-hmm. to 9 o'clock, three-hour span, it was, you know, when I started seeing it, and then it was gone by 9 o'clock that evening. Yeah, and we've had to do that with clients. Every once in a while, we'll get an email, and it will appear to come from a client that says, 
oh, I'm in Costa Rica and my wallet got stolen and I need money right. to get home and, you know, all this kind of stuff. Can you wire it to me immediately? And Yeah, they they always want to try to rush you into yes. doing something uh-huh. right I have now. To have Don't it check, now. just mm-hmm. figure it out and do it right now. I need uh-huh. it bad. Uh-huh. So what do you do, Jennifer? You call your client. <laughs> exactly. And more often than not, your client says, yes. what? Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. That sounds strange. I'm not in So Costa someone Rica. has hacked your email and... Yeah, no doubt. So, uh, you know, I spent a few hours getting that straightened out, and then I spent a few more hours going through and changing almost every one of my passwords again, not knowing exactly the source of the right. threat and mm-hmm. what they might have found. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's always good. Uh, to try to, to uh, head those things off as quickly as possible. But uh, strange the timing of it, for sure. <laughs> um, we've talked about this a little bit, but I guess we can go back and pick up some economic news. Uh, as we said, market's up 6.71% from uh, the end of last year, so year-to-date. Uh, we've got a huge leader in information technology, up 12%. Uh, financials who were leading the charge have fallen back a little bit, and we might talk a little about that later. Uh, healthcare is uh, also doing quite well, up 9.8% uh, at the bottom of the range. Energy and telecom again. Mm-hmm. So uh, energy has uh, lost 6.92% year-to-date, and telecom is down almost 2%. Uh, on the week, big winner, real estate um, and utilities and telecoms. So Pretty much all the companies that you would expect are interest rate sensitive. We had a rate hike, and uh, for some strange reason, their prices go up. I thought prices go down to make yields go higher. <laughs> uh, maybe, I, maybe I'm maybe i not as good at this game as I thought I was at one point, but uh, they're all up uh, in the range 1.6 to 1.3 point, uh, 1.36%. Uh, healthcare was the loan negative on the week, uh, falling 10 basis points or 0.1%. Uh, Jennifer, we got a whole lot of news uh, on the economy this week. Employment situation came out last Friday. It was uh, uh, significantly better than expected. I mm-hmm. think we expected about 190,000 jobs to be added, and we had 235, uh, well above consensus, and the market took that as a positive. Uh, Tuesday, we got the producer price index. This is kind of a, a precursor to consumer price index. Right. You see the prices rise on uh, goods, uh, you know, unfinished goods before you see them rise usually mm-hmm. in consumer goods. Uh, producer price index gave us a 0.3% increase in February uh, following a 0.6% increase in January, 0.2% gain in December. Inflation is, is uh, getting there. Yep. We're starting to see some uh, some movement. I think after you know inflation came out and a lot of people were talking, there's it was a lock mm-hmm. uh, whether or not we got interest rate increases, and absolutely we did get that interest rate increase this week, uh, 25 basis points. Mm-hmm. Uh, yields are currently between 0.75 and 1 percent. And I think we've talked in the past. There's good and bad in everything. You know, there there are proponents out there like, oh no, you know. They're raising interest rates, and we're going to see more inflation. But there are a lot of people that have been significantly hurt by the low interest rate environment. That's true. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if, you, if you're if you retired and you have money invested in safe fixed income investments to provide for your spending needs, you've been hurting there in that position for a while. So Absolutely, yeah. Uh, we don't want inflation to get too bad, but right. it, it's the one thing that uh, – 
you know, that, mm-hmm. that we talk about a lot. The, the Fed surely watches inflation closely. Uh, and let's just talk about that. Equities yeah. is probably the best place to hide uh, from inflation Correct. because when you own the, the company, revenues rise mm-hmm. uh, as inflation gets bigger. Those those price increases get built into the sales of the company. They trickle down to the bottom line. Earnings increase. If you've got a company that holds their uh, the price to equity uh, uh, price to earnings ratio, rather the PE uh, uh-huh. ratio, then you wind up having uh, a company that is marching time with inflation. So, right. uh, you know, most of them do. The ones that get it first are mm-hmm. uh, consumer staples, the goods that we all have to have, groceries, uh, you know, uh, certain mm-hmm. medical uh, issues and things of that nature. You know, we're all going to pay the extra price because yeah. we have to have the product. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, you'll see inflation go through there. It works into the price of the stock. If you're a stockholder, it's a great place to hide from right. inflation. Um, the other thing we saw, retail sales grew modestly in February. They were up uh, 0.1%. Uh, CPI, Consumer Price Index, which is the the main measure of inflation, uh, for the common person, uh, we don't all measure it that way. We know the PCE deflator is the way that the Fed looks at this, which comes out usually when we see GDP, uh, but up 2.8% on the headline, 2.2% when you strip out uh, food and energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're over the 2% target that the Fed yep. has talked about for mm-hmm. so long. Not a surprise that we got an interest rate increase, and Correct. like you said, one that uh, uh, was pretty much welcome in, in uh, most areas. Uh the other Why do you think here, interest rates went down? Uh, generally, what happens is the market moves ahead of the Fed. Uh, we did see a little bit of a – it wasn't so much down. We saw a, a, uh, over the last month, we saw a, a flattening of the yield curve, so the short end came well, up a little more. Well, they raised rates yesterday, and I thought 10-year dropped. Uh, yeah, prices rose. Uh, I'll tell you why. Because part of the news that was in the the release was that the Fed, you know, the the speed with which rates were going to increase was pretty much at stake. You know, they were some people were saying, no, we're going to have a a step process for the next, uh, you know, two years. We're going to see, and this is the way the Fed has managed in the past, where almost every meeting, they'll have a 25 basis point increase. Uh, The Fed came out and said they use these dot plots. It kind of, they're not etched in stone, but they give us kind of the sentiment of each individual member. And uh, it looks like they're signaling uh, slower increases, meaning that we might have three more this year instead of spiking it higher. When you see interest rates change significantly in a short period of time, that's when your fixed income prices start falling so hard and, you know, we we see those kind of issues. I got you. All right, well, we'll talk about this more when we come back here. We're going to pay some bills. Sounds good. All right, you're listening to Money Talks. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. When you're pregnant, you start reading about the cost of having a baby. When you start reading about the cost of having a baby, you learn about the cost of sending that baby to college and immediately start saving all your money in a 529 plan. When you save all your money in a 529 plan, you save no money in your 401k, thinking your son will get a business degree from Harvard and take care of you in retirement. 
when you think your son will take care of you in retirement, he changes majors and gets a degree in jazz studies. When he gets a degree in jazz studies, he moves back home with you and you have to support him. When you have to support him, you don't get to retire. Don't be forced to work through retirement to support your jazz-loving adult son. Stop investing without a plan and upgrade to Money Talks. This is Money Talks. And we're back. you got to really love some jazz if your son is going to go get a degree in jazz studies. What's wrong with that? Oh, yeah, I'm just saying, you really got to enjoy jazz. You can make some money in jazz. I'm sure. Just like one person that does. I was, <laughs> was going to say, uh, are they on uh, Bourbon Street in New Orleans? Well, Is that might, where you make money in jazz? They might be. They, they, they might be. Take it all home. It's a cash business. You get your uh, you get your money in a hat. You I bet they're not filing them. taxes. <laughs> I bet they're not. <laughs> you can beat the tax man. We do not advocate beating the tax man. Not that way. <laughs> not that way. For not sure. that way. Yeah. All right, Jennifer. Avoidance. Avoidance. Okay, so um, we're going to talk a little bit about a case study that we have here. Uh, we don't ben, call it a case study. It's boring. I know, I know. That's what you say every time. <laughs> but it's so much easier to just go ahead and say that it's a case study. So Ben and Cameron have been diligently saving their entire life, maxing out their 401Ks and their IRAs, and all of their savings are in tax-deferred investments. So Ben's looking to retire in 10 to 12 years, and he's concerned that their nest egg might not last as long because they'll owe taxes on everything that they have to withdraw. And therefore, you know, I mean, once again, beating the tax man is not an option when you're pulling money out of a retirement account. Most so, of the time, you're right. Um, you're going to pay it now or you're going to pay it right, later, basically. Right. So, you know, from, you know, when clients come in, especially when they're first starting out and they want to know what's the best way to invest, we always recommend that they start if they're working and the employer has a retirement plan. They definitely want to contribute to that at least up to the point that they match their contribution. Absolutely. Free so, money is a good right. thing. Free money is all always awesome. Yeah. Then if they are eligible, we recommend that they contribute to a Roth IRA. Um, if, you know, if their income is not too high. But in some cases, they're not able to do that. So because their income is higher, so we would recommend then that they maximize their 401k plan because they're getting tax deferred growth on that. They're also getting a tax advantage because they're putting the money in pre-tax. So it reduces their taxes down at that time. Sure. The current tax bill is lowered. And the money can grow without being mm-hmm. taxed until it's pulled out at retirement. Right. So after you've maximized your retirement plans, then we recommend that you save money outside of that. What tends to happen, or not tends to happen, but in some cases happens, is that they don't have enough money to do both. And right. so it gets lopsided where most of their money is in a tax-deferred retirement plan that when they pull it out, they're going to have to pay taxes on that money. Right. So there are situations and, you know, I mean, you have to, it's a case by case basis. There's no um, magic formula to figure this out. But when you're looking at your situation, you want to know, do you really think that you're going to be in a lower tax bracket? If someone is maximizing and they've got a lot of money in their retirement plan, right. they could actually end up being in a higher tax bracket once they start taking their mandatory withdrawals. Exactly. So in that case, maybe it's better for you to stop contributing to your retirement plan or 
at least only contribute up to the point where you're getting the match and then save any additional money outside of that. Or if your retirement plan, your 401k has a, has a Roth option, invest in that. It's not going to help you tax wise today. Right. But it does, the money comes out of there. Um, Without, without ever having, being taxed. Without ever being taxed. Correct. Yeah, so the difference in the Roth is you put money in after mm-hmm. you've paid tax from your it's income tax. Right. You pay your income tax and you fund the Roth with after-tax after dollars. Mm-hmm. So it's already been taxed. And the unique thing about the Roth is they allow the money to grow and you never pay tax right. on the growth mm-hmm. beyond the point that you've saved it into that Roth. Right. Other... And, you know, and, and just for example, and I'll, I'll tell you, we had a client that had most of their money in the retirement plan. They did have a nest egg of money that was outside of their retirement plan. But prior to retirement, they bought their retirement home. They sold their existing house and moved into this house that, that was their dream home. Okay. But they also took all of their taxable money and paid off their house. And so in this situation... Now, all of a sudden, their IRA was being depleted much faster because every dollar that they spent had to come from, other than Social Security, had to come from their retirement retirement accounts. So you want to be careful about, you know, know, it's it's the American dream to pay off your home, but knowing what that will do to you. I'm going to be honest. My American dream is a 3.5% 100-year mortgage. No, I know. I only got a 30-year mortgage. But if they had given me 100 years, I would have taken it. I understand. But for most people, it's the psychological effect of paying off your house, and that's what we had to explain to them. It's not the best. It's not in your best interest to have done that. And so we actually had them go back and take out a mortgage now so that they're reducing the amount that they're pulling out of their for I mean out of their IRA. Right, right. And they have taxable money. They're only making their mandatory withdrawals and they have taxable money to spend. For those so, of you who might be sitting there scratching your head wondering why it is that we're saying that it's not the best thing for you to pay off mm-hmm. your house when in fact you probably feel like, man, that'd be an awesome goal. Uh if you can make what did we make in the stock market last year? 11.95%. The S&P 500 made. I don't know of anybody with a mortgage that's getting that's forcing you to pay that much interest today. It's true. I mean, the way I look at it is this. So you go to Best Buy. All right, let's go rooms to go because they'll give you 60 months wow. interest-free. So mm-hmm. why are you going to pay cash? Right. So if you look at the house and you say, if they gave me a 0% mortgage, would I take a mortgage out or not? If you're still the, guy, the person that's going to say, I would pay my house off even at 0%, right. then I can't really help. Might not but to your point, though, logical. if you have a 4% Sorry. mortgage, yep. 4% interest rate, that's, that is the only question you have to answer. My tax bracket times that 4% mortgage is what it's really going to cost me. Sure. So it's lower than 4%. Lower. Right. So if you're in a 50% tax bracket, it's costing you 2%. Right. Why would I pay that off? Yeah. I can go buy a 10-year treasury. Sure. Paying more than two percent, two and a half, yeah. Right, mm-hmm. so you're going to be better off. That's you're, right. You've increased your purchasing right. power. By Why would you that? not do to the bank what the bank does to you? Because what exactly happened? It. What happened Wednesday? They raised rates, right? Exactly. Prime rate just went up. Your right. cost to borrowing just went up. <laughs> it did. They're not paying you more in your interest. Nope. Did Did I see my? I, I went online before I came and did the show. They didn't raise my interest rate. Nope. That they're paying me on the cash. They raised your borrowing rate they though. They did. That's so exactly the game reverse. they play. 
Right. Absolutely. And you have to view your house just like you would any other asset that you have. You can't eat a house. <laughs> you can't go take a piece of your house to the grocery store yeah. and buy groceries. And guess what? It's a whole lot less liquid, meaning that it yes. takes a much longer time to sell a house than it does to sell a stock in the market and put cash in your pocket if you need to. Well, mm-hmm. I'm dealing with this scenario right now with two two people. One's not a client yet. One is a client. And so they want to sell. They, they, here's what they want. They want to buy a new house. So they've got their house is currently paid off. Right. Let's just say it's in the four or $500,000 range. Paid off. But there's no cash to put right. a down payment on the new house. Here's the requirement. We must buy the new house, move into the new house, then sell the old house. Okay, that's fine. Guess how you do that? Home equity line of credit. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't want to borrow. Well, I don't know. I don't have a magic wand. I can't make... <laughs> You know, $100,000 down payment magically appear. I don't have a tree. If I did, I'd use it for myself. So, you know, there's only so many ways. It's always, 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 always. It's not about income. Mm -hmm. It's about cash. Right. And people always go, well, income is cash. No, it's not. Mm -mm. Because cash is after tax. How much do you have in your pocket to spend? Period. The end. Yep. Right? Mm -hmm. I don't care if you're 18, 21, or 87. You Mm -hmm. need cash to spend. Take that gold bar to Kroger. Yeah. It won't give you anything with no. it. No. you got to have cash. Right. You know, but that's sometimes that's why we do talk about diversifying the investments, too. You know, not only in your house, you know, by having a mortgage, but also having, you know, using a Roth, if that's available to you. Do a combination of things that will help you have money on both sides of the table. Well, really what you're saying is that's why you should call 770-429-9166 and let a professional do this. Yes. I don't fix my teeth when I have a cavity. <laughs> I'm not going to do open heart surgery to fix no. my blocked artery. Yeah, This is what we do for a living. Yeah. You throw darts yeah. and, and <laughs> we, we get the Ouija board out and we figure out how to save tax money. No, but I mean, at the end of the day, people get to be too emotional. Mm-hmm. Right. And the reason you go to a professional is because they're not going to be emotional. It's your money. It's not my money. Right. So I'm not emotional about it. Yeah. I'm allowed to be emotional about my money. Right. And what do you do to <laughs> combat that i have adam ledbetter here in the exactly. office <laughs> yeah we do it ourselves. who manages my money take our own advice right for that and degree. i manage gene hensler's money right there you go so yes we take the emotion out of it speaking of money we're gonna have to uh pay some bills i like commercial breaks so we make you? money there you go it's cash yeah we'll be right back you listen to money talks don't touch that dial this country you've got to make the money first then when you get the money, you get the power. Then when you get the power, then you get the woman. Monday, Monday, Monday. Always Sunday. In the rich man's world. This is Money Talks. And we're back. It's Bill Laco, along with Troy Harmon and Jennifer Thomas. This is Money Talks, Atlanta's longest-running and most respected money show, where we talk about cash. Cash. Cash and other things finance. That's right. Right. But cash is the only thing that matters. Cash is the main one. Cash is king. Period. That you can have is. a stock that you bought for a dollar, and now it's worth a hundred dollars, right? Yes. You know we have this conversation all the time. Yes. I don't want to pay taxes. 
Yeah, but you can't spend it. Well, you can't take you the certificate. They don't want to lose money, but they don't want to sell it again and make money. So you just want to not make anything and not pay any taxes? Exactly. That's the only way that you can do just, it is uh, make nothing. We're joking, but this is the irrationalism <laughs> that, that it's when it's your yes. money. I mean, because yes. we do the same thing. Gene is my worst client. Okay? We have a lot of clients, but yes. you know Dr. Gene Hensler is the worst I don't know client. why you say that. He's so calm and even-tempered. <laughs> he and I were just going at it two days ago because I go over to his house, and I'm like, what do you hate? Non-recs. Yeah, Non-recommended stocks in an account yep. anymore yeah. because of tax reasons. So I go over, Gene, right. you always tell me don't let the tax tail wag the dog. Wag did the I investment say that right? dog. Yes, right. you did. And so now I'm not selling. I don't want to pay all those taxes. Yeah. Let's see what Trump's going to do. Come on. Yeah. What's the rule? You know what you know today. You make your decision based on today. I can't, right. I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. Yeah. Managing taxes is most frustrating to me because really all you can do is kick the can down the road. That's it. Whatever you don't want to pay, I mean, you have to hang on. But then you do it at the peril of performance. Well, not only that, but 21%. 21%. Yeah. 15 for federal, 6 for state. Right. If the market moves 21% down, you're no better off. Yeah. And guess what? You still don't have cash. Mm-hmm. Well, I look at it but, even differently, Bill. What if the portfolio that I've put together actually outperforms your portfolio, honestly, by 5 I, or 6% I, sometimes? But, you know, amount, that knife cuts both ways. It does. But what I'm telling you <laughs> That's is... That's always the... Well, we didn't sell it. It went up. Look. I mean, you know, that knife cuts both ways. But what I'm saying is last year, I, I know one of the portfolios we have internally is an equity income portfolio. It, it was up 20% mm-hmm. last year. And a lot of people who didn't trade into those stocks because they had their assets tied up in other assets that that had gains, I can do the math and show you where, you know, you lost. I mean, you didn't. You were never going to pay 60, 70 percent on the uh, the locked in gains you had. But by passing over performance, you you do that. I couldn't have. This could have been weakened at Bernie's. Gene could have been dead. He's not. But he totally could have been dead. I could have put ropes on his hand to try to sign the check. Uh-huh. He, he wasn't going to do it. It was not going to happen. Yeah. But not only, like, sometimes you have clients that come in, you know, a new client, and they have a portfolio of things that we want to sell. They don't want to sell this stock over here because it's got too much of a gain in it. And they don't want to pay the taxes on it. And then they have this stock over here that <laughs> they lost money on, but they don't want to sell it because they want to wait and see if it'll come back right. up. I can't have a loss. And oh, I'm like, if you if you're holding on to your gains, right. are you preferring that they lose all the money that you <laughs> well, gained well, so you don't pay the taxes? But you could actually you wash the two. Yes, right? you could just sell you them both and just and and quite and often end up we with look what? at that. Cash. That's true. <laughs> Cash. And and the other thing is we do that quite often. But I will tell you, in a market like we've seen over the, since 2009, there aren't a whole lot of losses to harvest these no. days. No. So uh, it makes it even tougher. It's probably the reason that, we, that it's at the forefront of our mind. We have a lot of clients that focus on the same thing. Right. Right. All right, uh, as Bill said, if you guys have questions for us, you can reach us at 770-429-9166. And this one is from a good friend, Bill Murray, who says, uh, in the morning, CNBC shows the futures, fair value and implied opening. I assume he's talking about the S&P 500. They're, usually they do it on all the indices. Uh, his question is, what is fair value and how are those three terms related? Well, uh, fair value is basically the... Who cares? <laughs> That's my answer. If you wait, I love Bill, but Bill, if you right, wait, go ahead. Tell them technically wait, how this works. If you wait 30 or 45 minutes, you can know exactly what the open's going to be. No, that is not the real answer. So um, 
basically the futures market opens before the S&P 500 mm -hmm. market opens, which is 9.30 most every morning. Uh, the futures will be open for a couple of hours prior to that. And just as the name sounds, it's futures. So you're trading contracts on the value of the S&P 500 at some point in the future. Um, if you take that future value and you do some calculations. People are nodding go. off while they're here driving we, down the road, Troy. Here we go, Bill. <laughs> you told me to do it. Uh, so you take that future value and you bring it back to the current value and you measure that relative to what it closed at yesterday. That is your implied open. So the fair value is the, the today's value on the contract that retires in the future, expires in the future, <laughs> matures in the future, however you want to call it. You know, you bring so it all back. So my original answer is the correct one. Yeah. Give it a few minutes and you'll know the answer. It won't matter. That's right. No, exactly. But I mean, you, you know, I'm making it's it TV. They got to make they got to make hate, it new and fresh, and it means uh, nothing. Right. And well, uh, you know, I hate to, to to tell my age, but when I first started in this business, there tape, yeah, there tape. was none of this. But we, I worked um, for a brokerage firm and. We had people come in our office to watch the ticker tape because that's the only place that you could see it. So the lobby was full of chairs where all these older gentlemen would <laughs> come in club. Yes, and watch <laughs> the, the tape. No, absolutely. I mean, I talk about things like that, too. It just mar I marvel at the fact that now you can place a trade at Schwab at $4.95. I think the first trade I ever placed in the market, I was about... 20, 21 years old, it cost me almost 100 bucks, yeah. And mm -hmm. it was a tiny little trade. Man, I was proud I owned stock. But I had paid through the <laughs> nose to do it. But, all right, uh, let's, let's get to a couple more questions here right. before the show is over. So Adam from Kennesaw says, with interest rates starting to increase, is now a good time to invest in bank stocks? Well, uh, if you'd asked me back in October, I would have probably still told you no, but no is the answer right now. If you look at really? what's happening. Yeah, well, I mean, it's oh, I totally would have thought you'd have said yes. No. I, well, I'll tell you That's this. why I leave the investing to you, Troy. <laughs> well, the S&P financial sector is up 25% since the first part of November. Uh, the S&P banking sector is up 32.7%, much of that driven by Bank of America. And that's one of the stocks that was pointed out as um, maybe being one of the one of the good spots to go. Uh, Bank of America is up. Uh, so I you wouldn't buy like, bank stocks today, even with, with no. net interest margin going up and all that? Well, what I've seen in the last, uh, last couple of weeks is net interest margin actually is pulled back. Now, if you look at it from middle of last year till today, we saw a pretty nice expansion. But... Basically, what I'm saying is that train has more or less left the station. I think that we will have uh, maybe across the board uh, higher interest rates. But one of the pieces that the Fed let us know, not only are they going to go slow, back in 2012, they were saying their, their overnight lending rate might go to 4.5%. Right now, they're saying maybe 3%. Now, we're quite a ways from that. But in our last couple of moves, we have seen more of a parallel shift, uh, meaning that the long end didn't get a whole lot higher than the than the short maturity end of the of the uh, yield curve. So, I I think that uh, the the regulatory environment is probably the bigger benefit. But again, we've got a lot of that cooked into the price right now as well. I would say that they, although the the prices look expensive if you look at them according to any of the price ratios, I think you know if if we have some successes uh, in paring back the regulation. 
then yeah, they're going to be fine. But I'm not so sure that we're going to see a significant outperformance in the financials going forward. That's right. the biggest thing. So real quick, one minute. Uh, I saw the top three. This is from Thomas and Roswell. I saw the top three Dow stocks were United Healthcare, uh, Home Depot, and Visa. Uh, right. And that they were key. Oh, I can't read. And that they were the, key in getting the Dow above twenty thousand. Uh, how do you rank these investments? Are they overpriced? Do they meet your criteria? Uh, well, UNH, uh, Home Depot, seconds. and Visa, all three meet our criteria. Two of them we own. We don't own Home Depot. We do own United Health, and we do own. Uh, we Visa, have owned so Home Depot. We have owned Home Depot, and and it's a solid company. I would say you know uh, UNH is a is a buy if I had to. Give it a rating right now. Visa, I love the the model, and I think it's going to continue to make money with less regulation. They actually win pretty big. Uh, Home Depot is one of the spots, and you know if you look at the numbers, it's been growing lately. Uh, I would say you hold any one of them. I would I would be more of a buyer of UNH and Visa. As far as the Dow, I could go on for ages about why that may or may not matter. A price-weighted index, uh, we'll have to catch it next time, but I'm not a huge fan of the All right. folks that watch the down. Mark it up or down? Up. I'm saying up. You Flat. Know what I mean. <laughs> oh, we'll see you next week. Don't touch that dot. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.